Hey everyone, in this episode I talk with my future hiking partner and long, long, lifelong friend, Hunter Morgan. Uh, so if you didn't know, we are going to be hiking 2,600 miles uh, on this trail called the Pacific Crest Trail that goes from the bottom of California all the way up to the top of Washington, so the entire length of America. And yeah, it's going to be crazy, challenging, beautiful, all sorts of things. And I'm bringing the podcast out there to kind of capture the entirety of the journey and the entirety of, or at least part of everyone else's journey as well. But uh, so yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the hardest thing that either of us have ever done in our lives. And we're both excited about it. And I think over the course of the past few months, I've been anxious and nervous that I won't that I won't finish, that I won't that I'll give up and quit. But it's just not gonna happen. Like we're we're gonna do the whole t- we're gonna do the whole thing, and uh, I guess everyone will just be able to listen and hear as it's happening. But uh, so yeah, in this episode, Hunter and I talk about. The, what we think the PCT is going to be like, what we think that people are going to be like out there and reflect on how we feel before we start on the journey and uh, just talk about PCT stuff and college and uh, what we'll do after the PCT and just a few other life things. But as usual, I'll have the timestamps at the beginning and I'm trying to get them so that they, uh, they're organized whenever you look on Spotify or whatever and it's not a whole bunch of just strings of numbers. I'm trying to space them out, but I don't know. Just minute. I'm getting there, guys. Uh, but anyways, uh, without saying anything else, I hope everyone enjoys. Peace. And I'm recording now, but I started putting it on airplane mode because whenever I was doing a podcast with my Uncle Dave a few months ago, Skyler called in the middle of it <laughs> and it just uh, cut it off completely. I thought you were going to say, like, the feds are listening. Oh, something. no, no, heck no. <laughs> that but, might be the case, too, but. Yeah, but you were going to put this on the internet. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I. It was the worst time to have a call, and I got a call, and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and Uncle Dave called me out. I. I started up the episode again, like ten minute or ten seconds between the flow of the conversation and the next time I could start the podcast back up, it just broke down completely. And he was like, "Dude," and I just turned on the recording, and I called the "You're a shitty podcaster" <laughs> on the recording. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, I can't interrupt the flow. I know. It'll be all right. Hey learning yeah it's it is like all it's all learning there's gonna be so many little mistakes and i guess this is with the rest of life but there's gonna be so many mistakes that i make and then you just gotta learn from them (laughs) mind blowing yes sir you learned anything today 
of I, I actually did I learned that after doing some monotonous work I had an exam like a, a multiple choice exam it took like an hour and it was just vocabulary stuff and just stuff I'm not interested in and then I tried to do coding after that and after I'd been studying for this thing all morning and I was very easy to give up and to be agitated after just having a morning of doing uh, doing stuff that I didn't like and I kind of for the first time realized like hey every time I end up putting mental effort into something I don't want to put mental effort into it drains my patience so much more quickly would you look at that <laughs> gotta build that discipline yeah very true sometimes you gotta do stuff you don't want to do yeah exactly yeah but it made it uh it definitely made it a lot easier for me to yeah. not want to do the coding stuff which is what i would normally want to do but did you learn anything uh, I had a test today too, and then a presentation. So maybe not necessarily today. But you were. But there's been a, there's been a lot of learning leading up to that. <laughs> and the presentation went well. Yeah, I think so. But my teacher just like kind of. It was a group presentation, and it's like a discussion-based class, and the the teacher kind of just spent most of the time talking anyways like so we I don't know I felt like our group wasn't given enough time to like discuss our ideas and stuff and the teacher just wanted to say what she wanted to say but I mean it was fun that stinks <laughs> I'm sure you got a decent grade like by yeah good grade, I mean it's it's one of those classes where like you're automatically gonna get a good grade yeah yeah like, it's yeah everyone's very very PC if you just try you're gonna get a yeah get an A I have classes like that now and I have it's just not really a very conducive environment to try your best you know there's yeah. no there's or at least for me yeah but this class it's not really like I don't know like there's not content we're being given to like learn as much as it's just an open discussion. Okay. That's good. Most classes. And then like we have like a couple of two or three page papers and that's, and they're really just kind of your own ideas. Okay. That's nice. Second semester, senior year, you're just kind of chilling. Yeah. And I'm definitely getting some senioritis now. I can definitely, the finish line is like, very tangible at this point oh gosh it's yeah weird. I think we're like eight weeks out of a this is so weird. graduation Let's are you see. excited what are you thinking how I'm do you feel definitely excited we have counting this week one two three we have nine weeks until we're leaving one of those weeks is spring break, though. Woo! <laughs> That's about to be sick. So, like, eight and a half. Bags packed. Or bags aren't packed. But plane tickets have been bought. Permits have been acquired. Yep. 
And the majority of supplies are on lockdown. Yeah. Now we just got to get some future supplies, some food and, and fuel ready to get sent out to us. Yeah. Like, it's kind of crazy. You got to, like, gather up those materials and get them prepared. And then, like, that's, like, 2,000 miles away. They got to get shipped. Like, that's kind of a a cool, crazy concept that you can do that. And it's so consistent. I bet. Yeah. Well, knock on wood. But I bet that nine times out of ten our supplies that we have pre-packed two months in advance are going to arrive 2,000 miles away, like right whenever yeah. we <laughs> We probably just jinxed ourselves, but I mean... I'm not throwing some wood. I don't think uh, if, if like it doesn't work, it's probably like our error, not, yeah, not yeah. the system's error. The system's probably better than 90% accurate, that's for sure. For sure. Who's going to be... Are you getting your dad to send your food? Or what are you doing? Yeah. I think... Like either one of my parents. I'll probably just pack a bunch of boxes and put them in my room at home or garage or wherever they want them. Yeah. Have like specific instructions. Written out? Just each location kind of thing? Or what do you... Yeah, gonna... probably write on each box like where they're for. Okay. So... And then like when I'm a few weeks away from needing it, probably call home and tell tell my parents which box and where yeah. it needs to go. Something like that. Do you think you'll have it packed up and uh, like locked up, or do you think you'll leave it open in case they need to throw something else in there and I'll then they'll tape it down? Definitely leave it open. Yeah. Like, and I'll probably have like a pile of of gear too that like I may need, but. I'm not gonna take it first, so that they could throw that in there. Or if mom wants to be clutch and throw in some some extra food, she can yeah, do that too. Yeah, yeah, that'll be nice. What kind of gear do you think you might use that you're not gonna bring? Uh, just maybe like some other socks I have, or other jackets I don't think I want to bring, or like my gear for the Sierras, like a heavier jacket, ice axe, um, shoe traction stuff that I may need mm -hmm. later, and all the, the maps that um we'll need as we go along and stuff. Yeah. What do you mean you may need the yak tracks? Or you may need for... Did you... I guess, did you say that you might not need the traction stuff for your shoes? We'll probably need it, but maybe not, depending when we get to the Sierras. The Sierras, yeah. If there's, it doesn't look like there's much snow or or whatnot. I don't know if, if we get there late for some reason. Or yeah. Maybe there won't be any. That'd be kind of yeah. nice. No I mean, snow in the Sierras. Yeah, I've been there in July, and there's no snow. At really. all? Like, there may be, like, a patcher here in a, in a corner, but yeah. you don't need true traction. Yeah. And if there's no snow, no ice axe, correct? Yeah. Well, shoot, that kind of makes me want to rent an ice axe. That might be the move if you don't, like... If you just want the ice axe for this one specific thing, that 
that's probably the move. I don't know how like reliable it is to get one, but that's like, you know, you can figure that out in a few phone calls. Yeah. I don't know, kind of look, well, you never know if, when you'll need a, I know. <laughs> a solid ice axe. I like mine, it's, it's cool, but I, I definitely want to use it in the future too. It feels like MW2. Did you ever play Modern Warfare? No. Oh my gosh, there's one scene where these people were climbing up an ice mountain yeah. or a glacier or whatever, and they used two ice axes, it was cool. Yeah, I may have played like multiplayer some, but I've never... Not the story mode. <laughs> Yeah, my mom wouldn't let us, let us have video games like that. <laughs> That's probably a really good call. Shout out, Kara. That's probably a really good call. I think we had like other little shooting ones, but my mom was like, oh, if it's rated M, y'all can't buy that. Yeah. If it's T, that's okay. Yeah. It is what it is. But the ice axes, I might, I might snag one. Yeah, I think it's cool. Adam, when that we were talking about PCT, was like, "Yeah, it'd be just such a like symbolic thing to like have for your trip too." Like, which is true, but also I don't know if like that's we're gonna be doing a lot of walking without ice axes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the the backpack might be a little bit more symbolic. <laughs> I or, might get a pair of beat up shoes mounted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stuff them like, like a plaque. <laughs> you know, how, like, oh my gosh, in an old fishing cabin, there's like a fish with a little plaque. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You're gonna have the, that with the ultra load peak. <laughs> oh my god, the first one or the last one? Which one would be a better plaque? The first, whichever one's last the longest, <laughs> <laughs> the pair that lasted a thousand miles. Old Betsy, <laughs> is it gonna be an individual or? the pair it'll have to be the pair right if the pair but maybe one just makes it <laughs> very true just like in wild well actually she lost one of the shoes and then she threw the other shoe off the mountain because she was pissed and she had no shoes yeah really this lady what's her name i've read like 20 pages of this thing i've been told to read it but i just can't i mean not that I can't, but... It doesn't capture your attention? It doesn't. It's just kind of... I'm into doing computer stuff, and I want to learn as much as I can before I'm not able to learn any more about computer stuff for four months. And it's just... It feels like... Yeah. I've... You know, this this would be a cool book if I wasn't doing it. You know? So... Yeah. I hear that. I haven't read it. I, I might watch the movie. Mama but and I did that. I've just got so many books I want to read right now. I don't want to necessarily devote my reading to that. Yeah. It's just like, that's the one book that we don't need to read. <laughs> you know? You know, like, there's there's so many different things that we aren't, yeah. like, aren't going to learn about during our time. Yeah, I don't... So. I don't know, like if I had all the time to read as many books as I could, I'd read it, but I, I don't know, it takes me a month or less to read a book anyways. Yeah, and the free time that we have, we've only got, like you said, eight more weeks of 
being here you know yeah. like there there are there's not that much time for us well there is i mean there's obviously time that you can spend reading a book but who wants to read a book for fun in their last weeks of college yeah. you know yeah yeah mainly just i don't know that's what i'm about to be doing i don't I don't need to read about that experience right now. Yeah, definitely. And I was also thinking, what if the, what if just having a preconception of the whole journey of walking across uh, America on the PCT, yeah. what if having that, that idea just kind of warps whatever experience you will have? That's like exactly my thoughts. But then I was like, wait, I've also been listening to this podcast where people do the exact same thing. Yeah. But I actually haven't listened to that, I don't think, like, maybe since the fall. I haven't either. I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm no longer really learning things from this. So. Yeah. it's It starts to be the exact same thing yeah. over and over again. But I definitely learned a lot yeah. from the, the ones I did listen to. But you don't learn. There's a big bell curve. There's a big uh, learning curve. Yeah. Like, once you listen to about three episodes of, what is it, Hiking Through? Yeah. Once you listen to, like, three or four episodes, it's the same thing. Just yeah. the same questions about gear, uh, talk about your trail name, and that's kind of, it feels like most of it is... Like, logistics. Yeah. And then some crazy experiences. But then there's, like, there are three trails, too, so there is some variation with that. But it doesn't seem like they get into much uh, intricate detail about the variation because they'll just, I feel like yeah. what I'll hear is if they're talking about the AT, oh, it rains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's up and down and it rains a lot. It's a green tunnel. And that's kind of the extent of what you learn from the podcast, at least in the terms of the way the trail is, I guess. Like it's this feels like a hard job it this is probably a very hard medium to capture what hiking the trail would be like mm -hmm. you know it's hard to capture that with anything but especially if it's just uh your voice unless you're a really good storyteller yeah then it'd be pretty then it wouldn't be as hard that's definitely true storytelling is like I mean, it's it's an art. Yeah. Some people are really good at just having an just having a feeling of where they want their the story to go, and just being able to get into a groove. And through all the ups and downs and different vi variations of circumstances and all these things within the story, yeah, they're still able to keep it on the track of the overarching thing you gotta like use your words in a way that it like captures people's attentions correctly and like i mean basically you're just evoking like you know different hormones and people yeah when they <laughs> to get them to feel different things yeah you you are it's like people are plugging into you whenever you're telling a story and you're telling it well yeah and you can't really think about that while you're telling the story because then you'll be caught up on 
what you're yeah. thinking the other person is thinking and then all of a sudden yeah unless you're really you good really, at it yeah and then you can just be yeah you can be analyzing everything while you're like a comedian does with the room yeah and there's probably Story it's a craft so you could probably develop it and then there's people that it comes like uber naturally to yeah you. definitely there was a whenever i was at camp Lutheridge a long time ago one of the pastor's wife was the best storyteller she was awesome i forgot what the stories were but she would just have so much intensity and emotion and then she would and then and she would just just be able to uh take everyone on a on a journey like just the wavelength that she was on with storytelling was cool I listened to this TED talk once about, it was about storytelling and the guy was like, yeah, basically like all the feelings you feel from story, from like watching something, listening to something, that's because of certain, you know, biological reaction going on in your brain. And he was like, this is what this one is. I'm going to make you feel it. And then he would do it and it, it like worked. <laughs> yeah. Like w- was the technique of being able to evoke a certain emotion is that what it was like the way that he would describe something or the way the tone of his voice or how it would move or what would be the whole like all of it okay building suspense and then how you you know flow into the next sequence and and stuff and he was talking about how like you know that's this is a that's a big business so like because movies do this you know yeah they they make you want to feel a certain way so you know they like his example was like you get out of a James Bond movie feeling like James Bond's super cool and then it makes you want to go buy a nice watch to look like yeah. James Bond and feel yeah. like James Bond and and that companies spend millions if not more billions on like you know product placement for oh stuff wow like this yeah the if you have something, if you have a, a, a piece of art, AKA like a movie or cinema or any sort of electronic medium, if you yeah. have, if you have something on the, on the screen that makes you feel a certain way, there's a ton of, there's just a ton of influence in that. If yeah. you have a million people feeling like they want to buy a watch because James Bond is a badass and they want to be like James Bond. That's a, that is a lot. powerful. Yeah. And and instead of having that in, in buying something, have that feeling invoked whenever you watch something about the Holocaust. And like, that'll make millions of people feel disgust towards genocide. And like a, a a wanting to come together like a, these just the stories themselves can be if told correctly can really uh yeah change the world so think about like how powerful this stuff this kind of comes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier like the stuff you expose like kids to yeah definitely like we were just talking about call of duty but <laughs> yeah not, I, mean, I don't know. I don't want to read into it like that hard, but like it definitely does something. It, when your brain's developing, you know, media is playing with your yeah your senses, and it's pulling you all sorts of ways. 
Yeah. It's some positive, some negative. Yeah. Maybe they balance out. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe all of it's just uh, sucking more and more of your time onto a screen, which might be okay. It might not be bad. It might be bad. I don't know. Maybe it's just different. And yeah. maybe bad and good isn't the right word. And it, it doesn't all have to be screen either, like music and... Yeah, podcasts. Lessons, podcasts, books, storybooks. And not only does... Uh, is your mind being changed whenever you are actively consuming whatever uh, music or movie you're watching it not only changes your mind while you're watching it after you put that down and you step outside and you are around your friends not not watching a movie together or not listening to music together everyone still kind of has whatever impressions from the yeah. electronics that have previously been in their lives in the previous experiences and they can pass that impression yeah to the next yeah like person. so if if there are kids that are 12 and they're super self-conscious because they see all these uh, older dudes with cool stuff and looking really cool on Instagram. If they see all these things and they're constantly like trying to get validation from the likes that they have whenever they're 12 years old, they're going to, these 12 year olds are going to, after they put their phone away, if they do, and they're just around their friends, they're probably all going to be looking at their friends and judging themselves off of their friends just like they did online. And yeah. so, like, you have a whole bunch of really insecure 12-year-olds. They're probably going to be mean to each other. <laughs> like, they're probably going to, like, tear each other down. I don't know. And maybe they would have already been doing that, but I feel like it might be magnified now that that kind of thing's happening. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I definitely think that's true and I, I think that's um, yeah I mean that's honestly similar to what I think my experience of being that age was like you know just especially with like boys boys you know just tear each other down yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe some of that is natural because you know like You've got all the testosterone going. You want to push away and be the best. Yeah, compete. It'll be interesting to see where this all plays out. And I guess it doesn't all, like it always just keeps on playing out. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the craziness of the whole life thing. Yeah. And you think, you know, all this stuff, but then I think like, all right. There should be more stuff happening. I'm, but I'm okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's always people were freaking out in the medieval times whenever women weren't wearing the longest dress covering their ankles, you know. And like yeah. old women were like, "Oh my God, I can't believe Victoria's showing her ankles." <gasps> I guess times change. <laughs> Anyways, so are you excited? very excited what are you most excited about with uh, our journey this summer I'm excited to see different places I've never been to and a lot of them I'll never have a chance to go to again yeah some of them hopefully will 
um, excited to to challenge myself physically, mentally, and and meet new people. And I'm excited for the opportunity to kind of like I'll, you know I'll have a lot of time to think. We'll be walking every day for you know eight, ten hours, maybe longer a day. So that's a lot of thinking time. So a lot of time to reflect on what I want to do in the next chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. What are you least excited about? Um, I'm a little scared that, you know, something could happen at home that I would, wouldn't be like something could happen and people wouldn't be able to get in touch with me for a few days so that you know that that's concerning but I mean you can't live life like that you know not doing stuff because of that but wait are you saying if something were to happen at home and you like if something bad it? happened to a family member or a friend and you, you know, know I'm 2,000 miles away and people can't get in contact with me for days like that would be you know a horrifying experience to you know come out of the mountains and have to hear that yeah and not even be there not even be able to be there grieving with your family yeah in that moment but that's certainly not a reason not to do it I've just just thought that I've thought about that before no And what do you miss about this part of your life that you're about to be uh, transitioning out of? Just college. What and am I going to miss about it? Yeah, about about this part of your life. Whenever nine weeks pass and you're not here anymore. Well, right now, you know, it's I've got a ton of free time with not having like a full-time job. Who knows? I may not have a full-time job in 6 months from now, but I certainly will miss that. Um I like I like the upstate, but I may be in the upstate, who knows. Um I also like the environment in college where there's just always new stuff to learn and I'm presented with new stuff all the time in classes that's interesting and stuff like that you know and I, I think that's something that's unique to to the college atmosphere it's just like everything is everything is learning so yeah. I don't think the next thing I'm doing will be 100% focused on learning so yeah. Maybe having less opportunities to learn. That's what I'm scared of. Well, scared of and not. I I feel like my next chapter in life, I will have more opportunities to learn. And I think that's partially because the person that I was whenever I came into college I think, and maybe I just like to think, that 
that I'm a lot different from that person that I came into college with. And whenever I was not super into, uh, I mean, I was always curious, but it's a lot easier to not advance on curiosities and not really think about learning as much whenever there's always some fun thing to be doing this weekend. Yeah. You know? like, and I guess the person I was whenever I started, I wasn't, I wasn't like a going into the biology class and being super excited about not knowing shit, you know, and not super excited about, uh, grinding a whole bunch to try to learn something. As I think, you know, like your brain develops so much in these years that certainly, you know, a lot of people share that same, like, I'm a very different person than I was four, four years ago. Yeah. And I, I definitely wasn't as appreciative of, of being able to learn like this when I was 18. Yeah, definitely. But now, you can, there's so many things and so many opportunities to learn just with uh, the internet yeah. that I didn't even know about really in whenever I was 18. I don't know. I think in general, podcasting has definitely changed education for me. Like it's made, it's made learning more natural. It's, it's made wanting to learn more natural. But yeah, I don't know. I think we'll be able to we'll be able to learn a lot as long as we aren't doing uh, s- spending our time doing something monotonous and then just being too worn out and un- un- yeah not enjoying life enough Can't to even let it want be to do anything monotonous. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe maybe grad school is the next thing for me I don't I hope it's not right now but <laughs> yeah it could be but you know the further I've I've gotten into school like you know it started with just the basics you have to like you have to go through and it's just gotten more particular we learn just more about different case studies that that interest me and I you know will have little thoughts like whoa that'd be cool to go study that for a couple of years like what um I don't know if I can think of a specific right now, but um, I'm in a a wetlands wildlife biology class now. We've listened to presentations about different grad students' research, and it, and I, I don't know. It makes me think like, okay, that'd be it'd be cool to have to do some research like that yeah. somewhere. But I, I I don't know. I think. I would only want to do it if there were, you know, several like research questions or something that came to my mind that I wanted to ex- explore, and then that's why I would do it. Yeah. Not because you wanted to be a, a researcher in general. Yeah, no. Like it would, I would want to learn more about this. And okay, I can get a, a master's degree in that, and then that will probably, perhaps, not certainly, vault me into a, a career path in that in that area of expertise. Yeah. So that that one thing hasn't hit me, but I've like thought that if I was that motivated to learn about something, I I think I would enjoy grad school in yeah. that situation. The thing about grad school, I mean, in just school in general, like we were already saying, you can, or maybe we're 
but you can be you can surround yourself with people that are interested in learning yeah and learning the same thing that you're wanting to learn especially if you have good advisors yeah which is like i I wouldn't want to do it to get like that thing checked off and pay a bunch of money for it but if someone wanted wanted me on on their research lab you know get part of it maybe all of it paid for then that's when i would want to do it yeah and how would you find an advisor or a person that would uh like how would you go about finding this person or group of people um if well if if you like have topics you're interested in you can you know literally get on the internet and you know find different papers that different researchers have written on these topics and and you can you can contact them if they're working for universities and stuff and they're probably looking for grad students i mean most professors are always on the look and if they've got grant money for grad students they'll they'll find you or if you have pre-existing relationship with with professors you know they like i know i've i've got professors that have you know asked other my classmates like hey do you want to go to grad school like or you know when they know students want to go to grad school you know let me know and i i can reach out to my my colleagues and see what kind of research opportunities they have yeah that's awesome there's work to be like it's out there you just have to go you just have to go find it yeah do you, i wonder if there's hmm one major goal i have for this next chapter in my life and chapters beyond is being able to find people that are curious about the same things I'm curious about and have answers to questions I have. And I'm wondering if the only way or the best way is to get a master's degree somewhere and be around, like I'm interested in computer stuff, quote unquote right now, like artificial intelligence and programming that kind of thing and I'm wondering is there a way for me to be around a lot of really smart people that are solving problems in these fields without having to pay $25,000 a year whenever thank I'm very fortunate and blessed that I have uh, parents that have paid for my undergrad like just were able to save up money since I was a baby and they decided to hey you yeah. can go to college for free. And I don't like I, I'm not I don't have that opportunity for master's degree. Like that's a that would be a debt that I would have to incur on my own and I don't know if I'd want to I I, I don't even understand what $25,000 is. So like yeah, I mean I think there's certainly I mean if you found the right company that was doing work in something you were interested in that would be another avenue but I I mean if there's a specific topic you're interested in there are probably schools out there that have programs related to that topic and I don't know maybe by reaching out to people that work at these programs you could find a way 
you know, to to get into one. Um, yeah. Like, but if the like if these professors have the the grant money, like they they want to give it to their grad students. You know, that's usually like when you have a TA that the TA may be going to school for free, but yeah, they have to. They're teaching a class too, and that's like it's part, that's of, the part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you're working for this professor while you're you're doing it. Yeah. That'd be so cool. That'd be so cool to be able to, especially if the professor was uh, smart and it was something that you cared about. But I'm wondering, is there are there other options? I guess there are other options, but it just kind of depends on. Yeah, I think the other options would be in like the professional world, where it's like a like a a, a lab, a government funded lab, or a a company that's developing products or something. Huh? Yeah, but then at that point, I feel like uh, that's the that's the thing with not having a degree in that field is. They're wanting to hire people that already know their shit or know a lot of stuff related to that field, right? So they don't want to have to Maybe. pay. But I mean, like Elon Musk will say, like he doesn't care if you have a college degree or not. Yeah. They'll hire you. They'll teach you what you need to know. I, I don't know. Depends on the company. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of companies just care about the person and the legal. If all they have to have for them to want you is just the legal requirements. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, no, never really uh, navigated the corporate world like that, but I probably should have, probably should. It's scary, <laughs> just trying to, yeah. looking at engineering positions, it's, it's interesting, I don't know, you can tell though in an interview that these people don't really care about what you did in school, because all, like, all their people have a engineering degree they don't care about yeah. that but if they like you they they want you on their yeah in their company if you fit their culture there could be so much to learn too man or there always is so much to learn yeah yeah maybe i'll be working for somebody someday and they'll be like all right we want you to get a master's degree in this and learn more about this and we'll pay for you to do it and but maybe i'll do it <laughs> If it's something I want to do too. I wonder how many uh, people we're going to run into this summer that are super academic or very passionate about, not even necessarily, geez, not even just academia or whatever, but just, I wonder if there are people, if there are going to be a lot of people that are passionate about something and are pursuing that with their life. You but know. there'll be, I bet there'll be a lot of two types of people of a lot of like very open minded, like spiritual nature vibe type of people mm -hmm. or like highly motivated would maybe be the other group. Yeah. Like whether that's like just motivated to travel or motivated to do physical feats or. Or whatever, just people with a very driven mindset. Yeah. How old do you think these people will be? There'll probably be a lot of people our age that just graduated college. Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of retired people, and honestly, the 
there could be a more diverse pool because I think people are, you know, with the pandemic, um, people have taken time to reflect and are trying to get out and do things more, which is awesome. And a lot of people are between jobs too. Yeah. It'd be, yeah, it's a, yeah. a good time to... Like my uncle had a buddy who uh, worked for, he actually worked for a government lab. He was like a biology researcher, but mm-hmm. they couldn't work. That Or the government didn't want him coming into work anymore because of the pandemic. So this summer he hiked the Appalachian Trail. That's awesome. Yeah, he took, he started in the summer and he was actually still on the trail like over Christmas. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, like my uncle was showing me this because he had just sent him a picture of him like on the trail and it was like snowing. Oh he was like gosh. in Georgia, so he was about to finish. And he so he went south, south to north. I mean, north to south. North to south. <laughs> oh my gosh. And how old was your uncle's friend? I don't know. My uncle's in his late 40s, so his, I, I bet his friend is, is his age. His knees are going to hurt for a while. <laughs> well, he was taking it slow. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was. Just enjoying himself. Yeah. And he was just by himself. Does he have a wife? I don't know. But he was by himself on the in the pictures. Yeah. Someone had to take the pictures. <laughs> well, they were selfies. Yeah, it was probably... Uh, they were. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of... Or most of them were just, like, landscapes. Yeah. The green tunnel. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. The green tunnel. Uh, yeah, that's how, like how I always think of the Appalachian Trail, but then I don't know. It's you could think of it in other ways too. It's like the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> have to be so pessimistic about it. It's cool. Like I would totally do it, but um, I'm feeling the the PCT. I want to go somewhere I may not have this much access to yeah. in other parts of life. Hopefully, I will, but. I'm taking the chance to go somewhere cool while it's there. Definitely. While it's there. Are well, you while saying... the chance is there. Okay, okay. I was about to say. Like, I, I would would hope and, and love to think I'll have more opportunities to go to places like this, but it's yeah. not, like, given. Yeah. Yeah, who knows where we'll be at in 10 years, 15 years. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm also, uh, oh gosh, I know it's gonna, I know there's no way of understanding what it's gonna be like now, which is kind of scary. (laughs) Maybe it'll be great and I'll do all the big trails. Yeah. I would, the CDT sounds really cool to me, the Continental Divide that goes from Mexico to, to Canada that goes through the middle of the country through the Rockies. That sounds so cool to me, but I think the logistics of it are a step further than what I should be getting into right now. I think I'll be more successful with the yeah the PCT. It'd be a lot harder to 
accomplish the through hike if you've never yeah done the easier of the through hikes like i don't think it's not doable but the yeah like the risk benefit just of having so much so many miles in between yeah especially now like i i don't think this will be the case but it would but i've thought about it and it would kind of suck that if people like aren't wanting to pick up hitchhikers right now. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it'll be that way. But someone pick us up eventually. Yeah, I've got a feeling that the people that would pick up that would have picked up hitchhikers pre-pandemic are probably the same people yeah. that would pick them up post-pandemic. Maybe they'll just have a pickup truck. I'll just hop in your yeah pickup bed. Or they'll be vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> like if I, I've thought about that. It, like, I probably will not have had the vaccine by then. And is someone gonna ask if I've been vaccinated? And then when I say no, are they gonna tell me no yeah. <laughs> and keep going? Like I've been in the woods for. Yeah. A week. Did he think the trees gave me the virus? Yeah. <laughs> I was having a party with some squirrels, so I might have. Got picked up a new variant. <laughs> I guess their main question would be like, have you hitchhiked within the past five days? Do you have... Could you sign this waiver for me, please? Just strap yeah. me to your roof. People, no, they'll... Uh, whoever's going to pick us up is probably going to be crazy anyways. Yeah. And... I mean, or they'll just be like happy mountain tourists. Yeah. Happy mountain tourists. Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, when you go to the mountains here, that's mainly the type of people you see in the mountains. Yeah. I wonder if the locals give favors, do favors like that. Well, there's trail angels out there. Yeah, I guess those are local yeah. people. I mean, there's some trail angels not doing their trail angel stuff this year because of COVID and stuff. Yeah, they're like the Maybe Frodo vaccinated. something. I can't remember that person's name. That usually they like usually house people the night before their their first day on the trail. They're they'll, not doing it. Yeah, they live in San Diego and will pick you up from the airport. Oh my god! Take you to to Campo. They do this like they have a bus and they just this is like what they do and they're retired and that's what they do in the spring. But they're not doing it this year, which is that that's a little bit more understandable. Yeah, like they're an old elderly couple. And they put out some video on the Pacific Crest Trails, like, media platform of, like, their night before talk they usually give that I kind of want to go listen to. <laughs> oh, so instead of having, instead of just doing that with their people, yeah, they because did it for everybody. They, they have, like, a name for the talk or something. And it's like, please take care of the trail. Like, here's yeah. some things you should keep in mind. Yeah. They've all, I think they've both done the trail. Do you think there are going to be too many people on this trail? Are there, is there going to be an overflood of people? Maybe. Messing Maybe. up. The, but I guess what's the point of the trail if people aren't going to walk on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, they give out those permits, but... I think there'll be people and, and not people. Yeah. 
I, I have a hard time imagining there'll be so many people that it would be troublesome. <laughs> like I'm, we'll probably be walking so much by ourselves that we'll appreciate people. Yeah. Whenever they do come. Yeah. What if you forget how to talk? <laughs> if I haven't said a word in three weeks. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that's... So, so that's so crazy to think, but think about, like, how totally, like, of a human experience that probably is. Like, how, through history, like, guys that were, like, you know, like, fur trappers or hunters or gatherers, like, they, that's probably something that was pretty normal. I wonder if they ever talked to themselves, though. Like, I wonder how many people just straight up did not make noises from their mouths. Because I feel like there are some people who, my mom would be someone who would say, Anna, how do I get, how do you get to this water source? Or something. <laughs> it whereas, maybe it depends on the person. Yeah, whereas Patrick, I could easily see Patrick not saying <laughs> a word for three weeks. <laughs> maybe, maybe it depends on the situation. Like if it's maybe high stakes, maybe you're being a little more quiet. Yeah. There's la di da di da if you're walking in a meadow. I'm about to keep it going. Boom. This is one thing I don't like about this. It's got like a time limit. Yeah, there's a time limit, and I. Whenever an hour, whenever it reaches an hour, the file that you're. or the recording that you're using automatically stops. And so. It's either you know exactly when the hour stops and the hour is, and then you still have to go back uh, and do just, another. Or you just lose. Yeah. Or, no, not lose, but, yeah, yeah. It would just stop. Like, if we went over. It would just lose the yeah. anything after the hour. So you got to be conscious of that. Yep. And then you would have to, uh, it's either that or you stop it on your own time, and then you have a 10-second lag where you're kind of fidgeting with stuff. Yeah. Maybe, well, on, maybe on the trail that won't be that big a deal. Yeah. Depends on how long, I guess, your, the podcasts are. And depends on the quality of the conversation, for sure. Yeah. I wonder how easy it's going to be to talk to people. Probably depends on the, the person. The person, yeah. It'll probably be easy to be like, all right, yeah, we'll have podcasts with you. But yeah. some people, maybe not. Yeah. I was talking to your roommate, James, the daredevil, and I want to get a podcast with him. But I was, he was over at the house uh, the other day, and I saw him, and I was like, I know what happened. And we were, he was telling me what happened, some secret thing y'all can't know about. But it was really cool. And he was telling me about it, and then I just, he was, he just said, yeah, Hunter told me you're the guy that does the podcast or whatever. And I told him the deal, and I was trying to do it on the PCT and podcast. I was just trying to interview people along the way, and he looked at me in the eyes, and he was like, dude, you've got to have a podcast with as many people as you can out there. <laughs> and I was like, yes, James. Yeah, James is totally, like, open-minded about anything. I mean, he – I know it kind of hurts him now. He posts – or pre-coming to Clemson, he was, you know, on the water every day. You know, he's total, like – 
he's a kite surfer, but just kind of surfer dude. Mm-hmm. Open-minded. And he rides dirt bikes, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he rides dirt bikes? Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he's just, like, one of those guys, like, skateboards, surfboards, motorbikes, anything like that, like, and he's just great at it as soon as he gets on the first time. Like, he was saying he, he hadn't really done much wakeboarding, but I'm absolutely sure he could probably, like, stick a flip on a wakeboard oh my God. after, like, a day of doing it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There are just some people who are able to not focus about anything like not focus on anything while they're performing the task at hand Mm -hmm. and it just like he was telling me about this thing that he did last week and I asked him what were you thinking and he just blankly looked at me and was like nothing (laughs) and I was like oh my god James can I have your autograph I wish I was more like that sometimes there's always benefits and drawbacks and whatnot, but no, he was definitely encouraging the uh, podcast across PCT. Yeah, he's all about anything. I don't know. He's he's just super positive. He wants to be doing stuff too. Yeah, there'll be a lot of that. I think it'll be easy to talk to people on the trail easier than it is here it's not hard here but I feel as if I'll meet somebody and in an hour be like yeah I do this podcast trying to record as many stories and relationships as as along the way and then they'll be like heck yeah I'll definitely I think people will be more open minded to like I mean yeah in this setting, I feel like, especially just in Clemson, South Carolina, if you say something out of the norm, people like want to look at you funny and then yeah. be like, whoa, that's interesting, but then want no part of doing something different for themselves. Yeah. The, the status quo, I feel like, is just very acceptable. The unorthodox here. is very unaccepted here. Yeah. Among, But then, like, there's so many diverse pools, too. Yep. Yep, I was about to say the same pool that uh, I dove in as a freshman where it was kind of more uh, or less super intellectual, super thoughtful Mm -hmm. people that are wanting to learn about the universe in the academic, thoughtful way. I'm sure there are people out there in Clemson, but whenever I was a freshman, I did not immerse myself in that pool. Yeah, and this is—I'm pretty sure that there's similar pools where, actually, I know I'm in a—I'm in a pool that is super, uh, super status quo, super. It's just conservative, and that's just yeah. the general nature of South Carolina. In most places, not all. Yeah, definitely. It's just conserva- a conservative state, broadly. I feel like there's, I feel like there. I feel like there are conservative people that are accepting of differing opinions or differing. Well, that would be that's would go against being conservative. Right? Yeah, true. Like the that's the definition. <laughs> yeah, conserve. Yeah. Rejecting of new ideas and like practices and 
Yeah, keeping holding the traditional. Holding firm to the status quo. Which is important too. I think both ends of the spectrum are like equally important. Yeah. But like too much of one thing is is probably not a good thing. Yeah. But if I'm trying to have a podcast and have long hair, then that's not very uh, yeah. accepted by the status quo <laughs> around here. Well, I, with so many people around here, I feel like would wouldn't want to go on a stat, a podcast purely because they wouldn't want to just broadcast their opinion and it just be out there for people to listen to. And, yeah. And um, that itself goes against the status quo. Yeah. Yep. Or someone might would uh. I, that's like an insecurity thing, though. Maybe. Yeah, definitely. Well, so is I feel like a lot of, at least social status quos, that yeah. are that are being kept are insecurities. Yeah. Like if someone's people may be scared to speak their true mind. Yeah, too. yeah. And uh, it seems that uh, that kind of status quo, whatever the status quo is. If you're in a an environment that's not as conducive to creativity and to changing yourself or your world, it's a lot harder to find other people that will that will help spark that creativity or change. Like it's hard to it's not that easy to find friends that are willing to hop on the podcast right now. But I mean, I guess I've also not been as super into it like I was last semester, and I guess that's partially because of the the pressures I put on myself for trying to get good at computer programming and software engineering within two months, <laughs> which isn't going to happen. But that was definitely earlier this semester. I passed on doing up doing a podcast up in Virginia with a friend. Because I was just kind of, my mind was just solely on data science and neural networks and whatever. But I need to have some, anyways, I need to have more balance. And we're getting back there. Just whatever. Yeah, I like that balance. Yeah. Otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Just looking at a computer for more than an hour makes me want to go crazy, personally. Yeah, I definitely get that. I think that looking at a computer for an hour doesn't necessarily make me want to go crazy. But if I'm looking at a computer for an hour and I'm not thinking during that hour, that's whenever I'm like, all right, this sucks. Like, I personally enjoy, like, yeah, uh, having a problem and trying to figure out how to solve the problem but whenever it's the exam or listening to the different corporate strategies where it's literally just vocabulary it's not as appealing to me and then after a yeah. while of even after doing whatever problem solving for too long this is fun I'm more quick crazy. to get agitated yeah after looking at a screen definitely which like uh, is more and more right now because online school like I found like 
before a lot of my homework was like paper homework and it was like I don't know when I did stuff it was more like fulfilling in a way like I felt like I'd done something when I but when I've just clicked a bunch of stuff on a computer I just feel like I gotta get out and move like I haven't been doing anything yeah it doesn't seem as real to me it's definitely different yeah that's kind of crazy that people were just all of a sudden uh, I mean I guess this is just how the universe works and whatnot. But it's kind of crazy that people were all of a sudden, they were used to doing one thing. Used to going to class in person, having in person, all this stuff. Yeah, it's so different. And then in two weeks, turnaround time, you're supposed to be able to learn the exact same material online. Yeah. Completely online. And whenever there are people, everyone involved, teachers, students, like all the faculty and staff, like no one was no one had done that and it was really just bs that they didn't tell us like from the get-go that we were gonna you know that the grading scheme was gonna be shifted that, yeah like initially they were like nope it's it's normal like the same pressure that you would normally have is still on plus the pressure of learning what is going on here and oh, how do i do this yeah and then they switched it yeah and they think it's cool like this is i found this is with this is the case with uva too and that I remember a week before uh, before school started at UVA, everyone was expected to be ready to go in person, all classes in person. And so people would buy apartments and buy houses or rent houses because they were told that they were that they needed to be that they were going to be going to in-person class. And then a yeah. week before class, they say, oh, never mind. You have the option to go all online and a majority of your classes are going to be online anyways. Yeah. And, and that, so just they switched it in a week's time and no one no one does anything. That was what I felt like happened here too. Yeah. Like two weeks up till class, like I thought that my first like couple weeks in the fall were going to be online and would be all in person. Yep week before this semester i thought all my classes were in person i haven't been to a real in-person class in over a year now yeah it's crazy it's just so it's so annoying that that i guess that's just what happens whenever you have something or the the supply for something is great greater than the demand i guess like uh the supply of Clemson degrees that the university is going to give out is greater than the demand of, or what am I trying to say here? Maybe I should have been paying attention more in my classes. But if the university has something that you want and you've already spent three years and $40,000, you're yeah, going to put like, up with the bullshit for having one year of pseudo learning and yeah, $10,000 like, down the drain so you can just get your degree. Yeah, we don't have a choice, really. Yeah. I mean, we do, but, like, I already had a lease for the year. I, you lose your scholarship. Well, I think you could have... They were letting you delay your scholarship, but... No one's you wanting can't, You to can't do... just pause yeah. your life like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are obviously a whole lot worse... Implement, like, a whole lot worse things that happened during the pandemic than... Yeah. Us not having our 
us having the universities yank us around. But that yanking around was really annoying and cost a lot of money. Yeah, and there's a lot of ineffective solutions going on too. Like, you know, if you just go to a bar where you see tons of people inside, no one's doing the social distancing, tons of people waiting out in a line outside, no one's doing the social distancing. So there's just no one's winning there. The you know, the bar loses, it can't have as many people in there. The people lose and then the virus is still spread. Yeah. So like those are the situations that that are frustrating. They're in developing countries because of the economy shutting down for a year almost. There was a ton of starvation and uh, just really bad shit that doesn't touch the United yeah. States like it does the entirety of Africa. Or Yeah, we're so insulated from all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like it, uh, a a decrease in salaries or uh, now you have to be on government welfare because you lost your job for four months can't find another one that sucks but there are people that because of the economy shutting down in the first world countries that ripple was felt a lot worse in these third world countries yeah these factories that shut down where they're getting paid pennies on the hour yeah that's yeah, starvation that's and death out the wazoo. How do we get on this? It's got very dark. I don't know. <laughs> but we're on the way out, I think. Even though, yeah, the universities as a whole, everyone was, everyone's feeling kind of uh, screwed out of whatever it was we were supposed to be getting. Yeah. I guess but education. It's, it's been all right, I guess. I've tried to channel that time into other things. Yep. That's all you can do. Feel bad. Right now I spend probably five hours a week on my three classes that I have. So I have so much time to study computer stuff. That's nice. It's very nice, but it feels kind of, it feels kind of slimy that I that all I have to do is, I it feels slimy that all I have to do is do a uh, multiple choice questions, like a a workbook online, that you just have to complete the questions. You can make a fifty on it, but you just have to complete all the questions. I can do that for one hour a week and have exams that are open note and I can I can just pass a class on paper because I did my multiple choice box checking and mm-hmm. I did my open note exam and and it's just like a silent agreement of hey we both know that I'm not helping you and you're not learning anything but we can both help each other out by not saying anything about it I'll give you a B for not doing anything and you can get a degree. Shh. Yeah. That's that's scary. That's just how it is. It for me. Yeah. This I have, is this is the life that I'm living right now. <laughs> I have one class that's like that, but then we also have a final project that's kinda involved and that's like our whole grade. But 
it, it's weird. This is not. It's not okay. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. There's there's just a lot of there's just a lot of uh, silent agreement that what you're this this whole education well, thing. What makes me wonder is, is if, if my degree is still worth the same when I'm done. What was the struggle like? What, yeah. What what were they just putting like unnecessary stress on me before? Like, because you know, you don't college, it's just like a you know, like proving you can learn and making you familiar with topics more so than giving you the skills you need. You need like a job you're gonna get with a college degree, yeah. So, what was what was the point of all the the stressful memorization and testing we were doing before? It's very inefficient. It's just a very inefficient way to spend four years of your life. Uh, I think it can be. It can be. Yes, it can be. It, w- it was for me. <laughs> Definitely. Inefficient in in learning the maximum amount of things about things that I was passionate about. It was definitely inefficient in that sense, but it wasn't, it was efficient in, in, uh, socializing and meeting friends that I'll have forever kind of thing, but that can happen anywhere while you're also doing other things. I mean, I, I don't know. I think we, we learn how to basically be a, you know, self-sufficient person in a way, you know, you do all your. Like your parents aren't taking care of you. But the question is that way. Yeah. But we are also spending fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars for these four years of Yeah. Insulated uh e- adult growth. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I fortunately found what I was interested in and went right into it and I I've enjoyed what I've been learning in a way that's awesome and i think i would probably choose the same path scholastically probably would you have gone to the same university yeah because uh i like in state was the only option for me and i wanted to do engineering so yeah this is like perfect clemson boom that's perfect. what i, what I yeah. was gonna do i don't know maybe it, Maybe I should have applied to some other schools that where I maybe could have gotten some scholarship, but I don't know. And maybe probably would have considered. I wish knowing what I know now, maybe I'd considered geology, but I don't think I would even pick that as a major now either. Maybe I would have just taken some extra classes in it along the way. Well, you'll have. A lot of time to be studying and looking at rocks this summer. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I'm interested just like in how the earth works and all the natural processes that go on. And I know a little bit about, a little bit more about biology and just less about like the physical earth, like the yeah. geology of it. Is geology, it feels, you were saying, uh, 
you know more about biology than geology. I was just thinking about Earth being alive in a different sense, and that it's just geology is just a different type of biology. You know, like the Earth is moving, even though the the yeah. the chemicals that make up the Earth aren't alive, quote unquote. Still moving. Yeah, it's like a physical chemical. Still changing, <laughs> just at a different pace, and doesn't emit uh, carbon dioxide and, or oxygen. Yeah, it's not alive by bio, biological standards. But it's still alive. It could be still alive. I was just thinking about it being still alive. Stuff's happening. Stuff's <laughs> stuff's always happening. Unless it's not, and then it still is. But that see has oh, 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 stuff oh, oh, not oh. happening ever happened. That's <laughs> has a stuff, crazy thing. To say think that. About. Say that one more time. Has there ever? There's never been an instance, where that is known of, where things have not been happening. Yeah, everything's always happening. <laughs> yeah, and it's what's happening, not like what is going to happen or what yeah, has there, happened. There Every, is things, only things there is are, only happening. There is only now. Boom. Like we talk about the past and the future, but we don't know those exist. We, there's only now. Yeah. Which is what James thinks. <laughs> Which is what James feels. Just feel the, feel Whenever the he's doing his dangerous crazy stunts that i wish i could talk about fuck that's crazy that's so crazy <laughs> oh god i told jack about the situation whenever james was right there and i don't even think it registered with him it was just kind of no, like, james james doesn't care. i mean it's not a no 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 but jack uh Jack just didn't even. I I, I don't feel uh. like Jack appreciated it quite like I did. <laughs> well, you hear about people having encounters like that a lot, but usually like it doesn't work out for them like it did for James. <laughs> James just has it, man. He's just there's only now. Yeah, James. James has it. <laughs> Solve the problem at hand right now. <laughs> I'm hoping that this summer uh, more of that will rub off onto me. <laughs> and I wonder if it will rub off, will it stay on? You know? Uh -huh. Will I become a mountain lion who, who's a. Uh, Maybe the situation instinct. can change your mindset, but I mean, I've heard this before, like. You know, people think oh, the grass is always greener, but you are who you are, and you'll be who you are, whether you're in Clemson, you are who you are, in Canada or Mexico or yeah. wherever it is. So like, yeah, you got to be cool with who you, you are now. And yeah, if you're on, if you're not content with yourself, like changing your surroundings isn't the isn't the way to go about it. Yeah, you got to be cool with yeah. who you are. But like that, your surroundings have an influence too. I think. And the more you're cool with who you are, then maybe, the less you'll be in your head about things. Whenever something crazy happens. Perhaps. Yeah, or maybe you'll still be in your head, but you'll be ah, oh, it's all right, whatever. Yeah. 
I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I think overthinking. I don't know, everything doesn't need to be broken down and thought about. Yeah, definitely. Nine o'clock. Jeez. Well, I guess uh, I just wanted to, let's see, have this podcast, shoot it, see, I guess have a record of how we are feeling a couple of weeks out from the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you would like to ask me or tell yourself in a few weeks or tell those who care how you're feeling now before the hike? Do you have anything to say? Uh, just try to stay present through it all and don't get uh, overwhelmed by anything. You know, it'll all work out. Everybody out there, it's probably going to be their first time they've done something like this, and they're, we're all learning as we're going. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be cool. I think it's crazy. Like, So my graduation ceremony is at 1 o'clock Saturday before we're leaving. But so like literally in 24 hours, I'll have done that, and I'll be in San Diego slash campo just in the desert like all within 24 hours of <laughs> each other which is kind of a lot and i hope that is a lot you just gotta have as much i hope we get there <laughs> yeah you have to have as much uh ready you have to have everything ready before you end yeah. up doing all your stuff i'm glad we've got like a whole week between the end of school and graduation because that'll totally be i'll be able to get everything in order and you know go through all the, that hoopla I'll just put a cap on it and go. So your plan at the end of the week, or with that week, with that week of time in between uh, the end of school and graduation, are you going to pack everything up between then and drop it off in Florence? What are you going to do? Yeah, I I think the weekend before I'm going to go back to Florence. I think my family is planning some sort of like graduation lunch or something that weekend but so i'll probably try to move out and then i want to come back to clemson that week and just hang out with people as much as possible yeah and then like there's graduation ceremonies all week i think like wednesday through saturday there's graduation so everyone's are is on a different schedule too which is kind of that kind of sucks too yeah instead of everyone having one hoopla like one last night yeah, there's not gonna be a. It's gonna fizzle. One out. time for everyone, you know, to go have a, you know, dinner or a little party or. Mm-hmm. But. Like that's. Whatever. It's the way it is, <laughs> and was it always like that? Or is it everyone? No, it's usually all on one day. Jeez. Like there's maybe like. I think there's multiple ceremonies, but it's it's like one or two maybe. Or not not five. Yeah, like now it yeah because they've got you like there's gonna be, would just be kind of whack. I mean there's gonna be chairs between everybody. You're gonna have to be wearing a mask and whatever. It's not the same, man. Definitely won't be the same. And but, it's in Greenville. Yeah, that's what sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It does. <laughs> Why is it not in? They could have had it in Death Valley. That would have been kind of cool. I think just because they can fit more people into... It's 
because COVID doesn't spread in Greenville. The place. Uh, <laughs> it's usually in Little John. Yeah. But anyways, I've uh, let's see. I'm gonna run through real quick to see if there's anything I want to tell. Week five on the trail, Bennett. I heard like I talked to that lady, the uh, person I was telling you about, the person who's hiked trail coach the trail coach who's hiked uh pct a lot and all these things but she said that she recorded a she would have a recording she had a recording at the beginning of the journey of just her talking to herself about why she's doing what she's doing she recorded a pep talk yeah she recorded a pep talk and whenever she would uh have a bad time or was just getting down she would listen to it and remind herself while she was doing that. So I don't know if I'm going to be doing that or if I'll just use this uh, one-minute clip of some... Uh, here it is. Yeah. Come on, Bennett! You can do it! <laughs> no, but I, I... I might do that in, like, a writing form. Like, yeah. Write my, what's my little manifesto for, for doing this? I think there's just so much whether it's recorded or written there's just so much power in that yeah and in you being able to draw back to yeah. a previous version of yourself yeah or even just set some rules for yourself too yeah the rules we already had some rules right so what were some of the rules I think we talked about like there's no quitting unless you go through like a week or like something like maybe it was like a week or like 10 days of every day being confident that you're done or something yeah maybe like maybe it was a week or, and not don't quit on a bad day yeah yeah like you, yeah when it's cold and raining that's when it's easy to quit you know yeah but like if it's a beautiful mountain day and you know, I've gone through many consecutive days of not wanting to be there, and there's nothing I'm enjoying from this experience. And maybe that ain't you. Yeah. The one thing that I don't like about this podcast thing, and maybe part of me doesn't like it, maybe another part of me does, but just kind of having a uh, having an account of your journey. And you're either you finish, either you complete the journey or you complete the trail or you don't. And if you don't, then there's like months and months of talking about it. And then yeah. you not actually following through and completing it. And then it's just like, wow, look at me yeah, not completing what I've set out for That's, a year to do. Well, I totally like don't like just try to gloat this, you know, in front of people, which is, that's just not me anyways, but, like, yeah. I don't want to be, you know, you know, like, all eyes on me. Yeah. Like, I'm hot shit, but, because, like, that's, that's a tall task. <laughs> but I'm not doing it for that reason anyways. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's in the back of my mind. That is in the back of my mind. That, you know, we've been talking about it on the podcast for a while. Like, you and I. And if 
Yeah. If I don't complete it, then it's just not only will I know, and I guess it only matters, it should only matter that you know if you did or didn't do something, but there's still that that, yeah. that external social pressure that you're putting on yourself kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm also, I don't know, I'm confident that I I wouldn't, I wouldn't quit the hike for a reason, like, that I'd be ashamed of. Yeah. Like, if there's... Yeah, a, you'd be like, okay. If, um, if I find myself wanting to stop and then thinking, like, I, I don't want to tell people about this, then I don't need to be quitting. Yeah, you don't need to stop. Because that's just your own insecurity about it. Yeah. And hopefully... We'd have the, uh, I don't know, we'd, I'd hopefully, if there was some sort of major reason to stop, I don't know what it is, but the major reason is not because I don't want to do this anymore. That's yeah. not the reason why. I mean, life happens. Like, there's, yeah. there's more important things that, that could pull you away. Hopefully by the time uh, I'm on the other end of the, the journey, wherever the end is hopefully the end is crossing that bridge in canada but hopefully by the time i that journey is over as it's happening i will care less and less of what the the world quote unquote thinks of me you know yeah it should be more about personal how you view yourself and how you live your life and not not how other people. Yeah, I just don't want to disappoint myself. Yeah. If you don't disappoint yourself, you're not going to care about that. In, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, it's been this good, it. man. This is it. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, I've got another podcast coming on soon. Me and Hunter might do one before we, while we're on the plane or something. Who knows? Anyways, peace.